Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. See, that's the sign then. Yeah. The next thing, dogs and cats living together. Yeah. Mass hysteria. Ghostbusters. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Jackson was like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Tuning it out completely, not even hearing, giving it. You don't care about the classic cinema. No. Because it all happened before he was born. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> before we begin, I need to get a bit personal. Support for Pack Fillers brought to you by Manscaped. This is a pre-show read for Manscaped. So this is how serious I am. They're the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I wish I had the copy that said something about a dong salon, turning your house into its own personal (laughs) dong salon. That was good. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PACKFILLER at manscaped.com and that's that's a great deal you guys if you use the code pack filler we only need about 50 people to use the code and then um you know they believe us that cyclists are a viable demographic for their product line and let's be honest what what do cyclists do when they're not riding their bike they're shaving parts of their body their arms their legs have you guys ever shaved your arms no no uh no no but i use i use that product now because yeah well one thing I found out, I know I'm prolonging this. No, but, this is good. This is good. Um, this is what they want. <laughs> it's weird because all my hair and my body is like three quarters of an inch long. For some okay. reason, when you hit your 50s, it wants to go out to like an inch and a half. It just stops. So, yeah, and, and when I take a shower, I look like a orangutan with the hair hanging <laughs> off my arm. So I take it, you know, I'm not going to go to the skin. I just no, knock off. I, just, I take it back to, you, to where it should be three quarters of an inch. You manscape. It's the same with yeah. like nipple hair. Yeah. I got out of the shower and it looked like. You know, mascara running off of the eyes of my aunt at her husband's, you know, funeral. Yeah. Just like, oh, you such a good what man. the hell is this? Yeah. Aunt Edna, you look yeah. like you're my nipples. <laughs> when the hair, you know, yeah. hangs down oh, after the shower. Oh, man. I, so, yeah, I use it quite a bit. I, yeah, and I'm not a hairy guy, but, yeah. I'm liking it. 
I, I did mm-hmm. find when I first got it, powering it on and off was a little different. It's like you have to press the button a little longer. The new head? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The new machine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jackson, you have any? I mean, I like it. I now have two sitting on my on my bathroom counter looking all pristine. Um, does all I need it to do, and mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier about it. Good. You're switching out. You're not using the same one down as the same one up, right? Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PACKFILLER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Use the code MANSCAPED. Also, Gooder sunglasses, folks. New styles, new season, all polarized, all non-slip, all under 35 bucks. Get to Gooder.com today. The new ones, I'm telling you, the new ones are coming out. They just haven't done the official release yet. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see them. I've seen kind of glimpses of them. And if you go through Ashton Lambie's Instagram, you will probably find a pair, right? Possibly. They're going to look so cool. They're going to look so cool. Like real, no offense, but like real cycling glasses. Like like you look like Matthew Vanderpool. Yeah. Or if you're me, you look like you ate Matthew Vanderpool. (laughs) All right. Stage race is upon us. Stage race season is upon us. And GCN isn't letting me rewind or pause live shows. Does anybody run into that? I just watch it live, you so I don't know. Yeah, it won't let me rewind. And today was the first day I was. I was. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. That was the dad thing. I'm just disappointed. Hey, welcome to another look into life in two wheels. Uh, welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Bulger. Let's meet tonight's panel, and when we do, let's find out from each of them just what makes them tick. Let's find out. Thanks to you, the listener. That if the zombie apocalypse was happening, what three professional cyclists, current or past, would you pick to be on your defensive team to help you in the zombie apocalypse? Three cyclists. I can go first, unless Paul, you've got it immediately. No, I've got about. All right. Yeah. Number one, he's the only man on the planet that can turn just about any conversation into an anti-tubeless or disc brake argument. Mr. Paul Main, how are you, man? <laughs> All right. Am I wrong? No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Um, see who would I would definitely Tim DeClerc because that guy oh. that guy's a workhorse. You I mean, just he's go all uh, day, all day long, swinging an axe and yeah. killing zombies. And yeah. so once you he's got you know break through the line, you need a little bit of insanity going from side side to side. And I'd put Mike Mark Cavendish in there. You know, it's just like you know something you can't. Yeah. And then you can't then predict. you gotta have you gotta have yourself a leader, a smart one. And and uh, I'd probably put uh, I think he races pretty smart and that would be Wout Art. <laughs> yeah, because he's strategic. So that's how I look. You at all it. went modern. I like that. Yeah. I never yeah. would have predicted you would have gone modern. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I his his introduction was he's officially responsible for the sign of the apocalypse, Mister Jack Broadhead, because he put money down on a bike, an Argon eighteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about that bike brand. Mm. Nope. I know a guy that, uh, well, he, he used to have one that got stolen, oh. and he's the one that owns uh, South Perry Pizza. Oh, My friend okay. John okay. had one. He liked it a he lot. He liked it? Mm-hmm. Well, there we go, everybody. Mm-hmm. Jack's going to get a bike. Um, so, yeah, he doesn't get his introduction. <laughs> he's now be seen by over 5 million people. How does that make you feel, dude? Jackson Bolton. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Fine? Feels 5 great. million people would wig me out a little bit. No, nah, it doesn't worry me too much. He yeah. wasn't yeah. naked. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. 
That's a great point. Yeah. 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 This isn't a five million dick Close. Pic. You had Lycra on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they could see your religion. Uh, who's Who are your uh, zombie cyclists t- defense team? So I think first I'm going to pick Matthew Vanderpool. He's a warrior. Oh, okay. You know? He'll, yeah. he'll, I feel like he'll fight to the death. Yeah. Um, just like over. that Giro sprint. Yeah. Just like that. And then fall over. Why? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to pick Victor Kempenarts. He's just crazy enough that he'll probably start eating the zombies. He'd bite back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he gives okay. me he gives me that feel. And yeah. then um I'm gonna pick Tommy Volkler because if we need a sacrifice, like if, if we're running away <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> if we're all running away, like I feel like he could be a very good like yeah. beacon for all of them to go. I'm yeah. here for the you, scapegoat. my Yeah, yeah. No. I am the one. I will save us all. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me. He just he just feels like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know. That's my. He's point. gonna make enough point. noise. So yeah. yeah. Okay. His tongue out. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, I'm going old school. Um, I'm the guy whose motto comes from his wife telling him to shut up. Uh, my three are Bernardino because he's savage. Early Bern- yeah, younger is. Bernardino, like 1984 Bernardino. Um, Guido Bontempi, mm-hmm. Jackson has no idea who that was, but he was a sprinter for uh, Carrera. Fucking badass. He, I don't think he 100% played by the rules. He's kind of like, if, if you needed somebody to play the role of a mafiosa thug, Guido Bontempi would have been that guy. And I mean that as a compliment to Mr. He, Bontempi. He was kind of a stocky guy. Too. Yeah. yeah, big guy, big guy. Yeah, he, he could swing the big axis. And finally, Ned Overend, the the mountain bike legend mm-hmm. Ned Overend, because he's unstoppable and like a, a brilliant tactician. Mm-hmm. He, I think he'd be the guy who'd, who'd help us out. I, just, mm-hmm. I don't know how much I would contribute to the zombie apocalypse team because those guys would help me out. Mm-hmm. There you go. There we go. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's get this out of the way. Um, how's training been, guys? You know, fine enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty quiet. Um, go ahead. Were you gonna say something? No. Oh, um, yeah. Last week, uh, it was a busy one. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I raced on Wednesday, and that was really it. Um, mm-hmm. It went really well. Yeah, we though. should recap that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, I thought it went really well. We. Um, we raced well against each other, I yeah. thought. Um, and then I might have won. I might have beat, beat you. You beat me. Yeah. You beat mm-hmm. me by just under a minute. Barely. Yeah. A couple minute. seconds. Um, but it, it was a good It was a good so race. Wait, did you just barely to give me shit? Was it like <laughs> barely, Dad? It was basically He's a minute. A Don't say under a minute because it was closer to a minute than under a no, minute. No, no, Is that what your tone was, you little motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Yeah. Um, no, I remember looking. <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like, a, I think it was like maybe 20 seconds. We were not that far no, apart. No, I think it was a little longer than that. Either way. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun to race again and yeah. also it was fun to take another change like change the scenery, you know? Yeah. So it, it, I found it interesting because you and I both went into it looking at each other, kinda going, I don't know about my technical skills. We mm-hmm. last time I raced my mountain bike was the last race of this series, which was the last day of, the last Wednesday in June. I hung up my bike and on on I hung up your bike too because your bike was here. Mm-hmm. I took them both down last Monday or Tuesday, and the numbers were still on. So that's how many times we'd ridden our mountain bikes. Um, and and uh, yes, we are a cycling podcast, and yes, we love mountain biking, but we just haven't been riding them. We've been gravel or road or stuff like that. And I and we both went to this race series going. 
let's just go easy. Let's just see what happens. This is we if we go, you know, I think the technical our technical abilities are going to be rusty, and I don't want to crash two weeks before our district championships. And you said it best. The gun went off, and I I don't know about you, but my brain just went bike race. And the next thing I knew, I I just accelerated off the front. I just went mm-hmm. without even thinking. Yeah, I full race mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like you said when we went off it's like I locked in immediately cuz I was talking to my girlfriend about how like I was going to take it easy and everything. <laughs> yeah. And then like she goes, "Oh, but like your competitive like your competitive side kicked in." Which is so true. It's yeah. like I I couldn't help myself. It was yeah. really weird. It was really weird. Um so that was that was it. Mm-hmm. We didn't I didn't ride I did I do something on Thursday? What did I do on Thursday? I think I rode indoors on Thursday. I did. I did ride indoors on Thursday because it was horrible weather. Mm. And we were going to do... Yeah, it rained all day. Yeah. Mm. So I did do... Monday I did a a little weights. Wednesday I did that. And then then Thursday I did that. And then there was nothing because I didn't want to... You know, Mother's Day weekend, you do what you're told. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, should we recap what the Mother's Day massacre... No, never mind. Yeah. How's your training been, man? Well, last time I rode was with... You three, mm-hmm. um, up until today, um, <clears throat> and that's when you broke a smoke. Yeah, you went on, and I was feeling like crap. Um, so I planned on going out Thursday, but it was raining pretty hard, and I just still felt under the weather. So then, um, the weekend came, Mother's Day. My wife, I, I went and saw my mom. Okay, being eighty nine, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. so that blew. Sunday and Saturday, the weather was just absolutely crap. So I have uh, today and the next two days off. Today I went out and did like 47 miles. And, nice. and it felt the first time in a month, over a month, that I felt like my lungs were working. I'm coughing a little bit, but, you know, not, not that bad. Mm-hmm. So You know what? I, I caught myself today when I, was, when I was writing the show notes using the word training. Is there ever a day when you're not thinking of going out for a ride as training for something? I mean, is is it, are you always preparing for an event, a race, uh, beating your friends, whatever it might be? Honey, I'm going for a training ride. I, it's just become a part of my vernacular. It's something I say. But am I truly training? Or am I just going for a bike ride? I there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Do I, you do you ever think about the different uh, the the two and? Uh, yeah, I feel like um, it's funny when the weather turns. That's when I begin to consider it more of a bike ride rather than a training ride. Okay, because I, I mean, in reality, are any of us like super psyched about getting on the trainer no. or like no, riding never. in really cold weather? No, yeah. like, and so I I think it's when it's more enjoyable weather then that's when i consider it more of like a ride a ride yeah because when it's you know early march or like really all of march um it's like it, like i love going out with you guys but also like it's cold yeah. you know mm-hmm. that kind of sucks so if it's bad it's training rides like if it's i mean like if you aren't if it if you're doing it in a weather condition where everybody wouldn't go out then yeah. i consider it more of a training ride because it's like you you gotta actually like mentally gear up for it rather than just like commit to it you know hmm. 
Do you probably do, mine it, it, training rides when I have a focus when when I'm okay. legitimately scheduled, like I know what to do. There's yeah, there is a event that I'm aiming for. That's a training ride. I, I think I, I don't really call what I've done so far, even though we're only but <laughs> a, a week and a half away from or yeah, about yeah. a week and a half away from the race that we've been talking about. But I've only been riding, not training riding. You know, a training ride where yeah, you know. And that's what I'm going to do this week, but it's like cramming for a test. It, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm just going yeah. to suffer big time. Yeah. But, you know, when you have an agenda or you're doing intervals or you're doing motor pacing or, you know, you have your schedule where Wednesday you're going to go long, sure. you know, a, a planned sure. schedule because you have an event. Um, other than that, everything else, group rides or rides, you know, okay. for me. Really? So with this in mind, I'm actually switching the 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 order of the show tonight um, I'm, I'm flipping the order we're going to start with the topic and finish with the news as you know people probably who listen to the show also listen to, uh, or read uh, formats and they know what's happening in the news we're, mm-hmm. we are going to talk about the zero we're going to get up to speed on it but i kind of i think because um for many if you're competitive your season is approaching you and it's something that's happening right now and <laughs> um jackson brought this really you know uh, this this concept up here. So our topic tonight is brought to you by our friends at Wahoo Fitness. In the ever-expanding world of Wahoo continues with RGT's vir- virtual cycling, system training, and of course the Wahoo line of brilliant computers, trainers, heart raters, heart raters, <laughs> monitorers, and even pedalers. Uh, use the link at Packfiller today to get your hands on the Wahoo world of wonder. I just came up with that right now. Well, I came up with it when I wrote it down. But uh, I want to talk about race ready. Jackson, you brought this one up, and I thought it was a really, really cool idea. And what that entails, we're seeing riders in the Giro who started the race in what appeared to be race-ready fitness, right? We have seen after the first major tests, one of them being today's stage, uh, that several are not on the game. They perhaps might have thought or what we might have thought they were on. For example, Tom Dumoulin Mm -hmm. and Vincenzo Nibali. Um, uh, So let's talk about the steps to prepare properly. Uh, the ways you can do it best with, with the best with what you have, and even some ways to cheat or at least fake, you know, race fitness both physically and mentally. So um, let's start with a with a, a foundation. In your years of experience, how would you rank your race fitness right now? On a scale. On a scale of one to ten, ten being peak, one being uh, I I. I really like chicken. <laughs> I don't know, this is probably in my head. Chicken. That was really bad. Sorry. I'd edit that out, but I can't. Um, I don't see. I don't know. And the reason why I brought this up is because I think what you are physically, what you would rate yourself physically is way different than like is, is may not be realistic because mentally it might be you might be thinking of yourself lower than you really are. And I, sure. I find that that's what I do right now. So like, for instance, right now I'd give myself like maybe a seven, six or seven. Shit. Okay. But that's not a bad score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be a 10 in May. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Seven's good. Paul, where, where are you saying? I'm probably a three. <laughs> yeah. You, I know. Cause I missed. You're so hard on yourself. Well, because I know you, man. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, I'm at a, a weird stage in my life. I don't know because I know my my age is really hampering what 
I was at one time be able to do. Okay. So that that's I don't know. I'm in like no man's land. I mean, yeah. all the way up until I hit like 53, I I I felt pretty much the same. You know, I could tell, but sure. After that point, this is terrible. And then, <clears throat> plus to be honest with you, we really haven't had a really good race in two years. No. So there's that doubt. Um, no preseason racing for no, us. You know, no. some people. And even yeah, had we hit like the TNT, you know, a couple of weeks ago or even last week, if yeah. we could have, <clears throat> that would help. And that, that sets a, the mental thing. Sure. And the thing is, is when you go into a big event, like we have our, our Masters District Championship. Coming, yeah, that's, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're tasting blood and it's like, oh, we're only a quarter of the way through. I mean, you know, <laughs> but sometimes you have that even when you're fit. Yeah. But that men- mentality, you've been there before. You already know your fitness. Mm-hmm. And we're going on unknown territory. Sure. And I know that That's the amount the of part. writing that I've done and actual training, which I have not done any training. That's why I give myself a three. Yeah. I've been writing, but not training. So. Okay. Um, I'm going to get, I would, oh, you know, because... I have gone through probably about 15 years of just nothing. You know, I, I've ridden. I've always been a cyclist. I've, I've, I've never not ridden, but I haven't prepared myself for being competitive. I mean, you know, yeah, sure. You know, in 2016, I did. I trained myself for Leadville. Um, you know, I was heavier than I am now when I did Leadville. Um, and, and, and so it's, it's been an interesting process. Last year was one of the first years I ever got my, you know, and I, I probably fat shame myself more than anybody, but last year was one of the first years I ever got that kind of under control for the first time, probably in 20 years. Wow. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not talking like I was obese, but, but, but I got it to a point where my butt, my power to weight ratio actually surprised me. And, and and it brought about some 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 numbers and some feelings that I haven't felt in a long time. Um, so last year at this time, I I am faster than I was last year at this time, and I'm I'm lighter than I was this year at the, the last time. But overall, I'm still gonna I would st- and and then Wednesday surprised me. Mm-hmm. Where Jackson, yeah. you know, I, you and I were just like, and my, my brain just went bike race, mm-hmm. and then I took off, you know, and I was waiting to look over my shoulder and have twelve guys on my wheel all waiting for me to quit fucking around so they could pass me. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm not talking about the elite level of the group because the way the race was staged was different, you know. So I'm, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm not saying I was like the most amazing rider out there, but, but. I felt very competitive. So I would give myself probably right now in terms of where I would like to be a six, you know, um, but, but if I was going to compare myself now to myself five years ago, I would be a nine, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's weird how that shifts. So with the district championships in a week, were you thinking that you would be ready? And this is a general question. And to Jackson, they aren't your district championships. It's just a race because mm-hmm. you're not you're young, and the young guys get to go someplace cool, probably in a nicer time of the season. Or the crits in uh, Vancouver. Was oh, that the one we're gonna go do? <clears throat> yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yep. there we go. That's the one we're gonna go do. Yay! So, um, did you were you thinking that you would be ready? Uh, what has or hasn't worked, Paul? You kind of already answered this with you know just the COVID and and no training and stuff like that. And you're saying it hasn't worked. No, I, I think too a lot of it for me is mental. So mm-hmm. I have I I have no gauge this year. Yeah. You know, last year we got the tail end of uh, the TNT, which is fun. Yeah. And I could see my – I was starting to improve at that because there's some high intensity, especially the long – I mean, the, the more it came along, I mean, the, the more rides, the faster and faster and faster it got. It did. Um, <clears throat> and that's typical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like putting myself in those situations more for the mental. Um, and I'm not a numbers guy, but – this I was just thinking about that when the topic was mentioned earlier today. Um, Tom Dumoulin mentioned that he doesn't understand. It's like his his numbers are just as good as they were back when he won the Giro. Really? Yeah. So it's not that that's where you get older. You're not shooting gaps. You're not making probably risky calls. Sometimes it's just like there's so many things as you get older that's in your mind. Until you start racing a lot, and he didn't race a lot, you I think it's kind of like a, a battle mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you see battle, the easier it is, and, and you just settle down as opposed to, you know, your first couple of races, you're tense like you guys, you just race. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> where it starts becoming commonplace, where people are crashing, you're not rea- you react to it, you're not, you know, you respond to it, not react like, oh my God. Yeah. You, you just you go around it and, and you keep pushing Whoa. and, yeah. Yeah, that or you don't type even of thing. Do yeah. anything. Yeah, and I'm that's that's probably the scariest part more than anything else, is that mentally I have no no gauge this year whatsoever. Yeah. So I know I, I'll huh. be come this you know in in a week and a half I'll be in a world of hurt on the mental side. Yeah. I have not raced against just my age category in probably not since I was in my honestly in my 30s i haven't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i i not until i started getting serious again and i'm not saying i'm serious um and then when i kind of wanted to start racing again covid hit i have not done a master's race per se just with masters mm-hmm. so i have no clue how it's gonna go mm-hmm. jackson you you are coming off of graduating from college you 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 were obviously focused on what you fucking needed to do in college and then last year you had a couple opportunities to do some well a race mm-hmm. and then um you came here and did we did these training races um so were you are are, are you thinking that you're ready Oh, uh, and, and and things have worked, or or is it just this this fear of the unknown? Um, it's I I mean it is a fear of the unknown because I haven't really like done many races like this, like of fifty some miles. I haven't had to you know make those moves in that long of a race yeah. before. Um, but also um. I know my capabilities and I know that I'm confident in what I can do and how I can race against the people that I'm racing against. Um, and it also doesn't hurt it. Like it doesn't hurt that the fact that we have ridden against a good portion of the people that I'll be racing against. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and so I, I know how a lot of these people race. I know how, um, and I, I know how I race. So I just have to, as we always talk about, mm-hmm. you know, 
focus on others' weaknesses and focus on my strengths and kind of take it from there because right now that's all I can control and that's what I've been trying to tell myself is that like you can't control how other people's train you can only or how, how other people train you can only kind of control mm-hmm. how you train exactly. so <clears throat> last Wednesday you know when when I felt like when I told you about the the heart rate numbers mm-hmm. that I could yeah sustain I felt really good about that because yeah. I hadn't yeah, I didn't I I was doing that in like later summer but now the fact that I'm doing that in like early may is is really like promising so i'm trying to to take this and for the the person listening to us you know this isn't just an exercise in vanity i'm trying to make us uh you know bring to thinking about in terms of preparation the plan when the plan doesn't work and you know and adjustments you make has it have you has anybody ever had perfect perfect preparation for an event like oh my god everything went perfect according to clockwork I'm rocking, Paul. You you yeah, nodded. Yeah, I've you had nodded. A, couple, a couple of them like that that we had. They weren't big events, but it just happened. I knew I was I was I felt like I was peaking, um, just on on group rides and stuff. And I've been racing enough. Um, and it was several years ago, probably about ten years ago. We had a race. My team put on at um, Green Bluff, which is in Spokane. There's yeah. a little hill, and it used to be a training it's our, race. It's our wine country. <coughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. They're, yeah. Yeah, and you know, good hills. Good. Yeah, and, hills, and I I was riding with CP, and, and I just, we did like three laps up there. We rode out there, and we did three laps, and, and I said, or maybe we did two laps, and I just said, I know, I know I'm going to be there. I mean, kind of like that, that confidence. Yeah. And I know exactly where I'm going to attack, and that's everything that I did, and everything came came together i mean the the race unfolded differently and i had to kind of alter a little bit i had a teammate we, we had the 40s and 50s together at the same <clears throat> so i had been i was in the 50s so must have been 2014 or 13 or something but anyway um so there's this guy from uh walla walla is very strong um his name is max coleman and my teammate well, was sorry. <laughs> hit my my teammate back. was Travis Coleman, and and Max is a breakaway king, and he took off in the hill, and I'm staying on both of their, their wheels, and we get over the top, and I look, and everybody's chasing, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is my, because my teammate, who's yeah. 40, is in the, with this guy, I shut down the gas and fall back, and now half the pack is 50 is not going to chase. Okay. And only the 40s are going up front because they caught me. And then the next lap is when I thought, <laughs> now it's time to go. And then we got a separation. Then we had a breakaway of three. And then, bang. And then the, at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had another lap. And I I went where I went, said so, I was going to go, and won. So, so rolling into that, you knew. <clears throat> yeah, you I were just ready. felt. Yeah, I felt. Was it? And it was, it was a feeling. It was, it was, I was mentally. You know, like I said, when yeah. when you know that, you know, because I don't do numbers, the way I was going up that hill in a big chain ring, you know, that hill mm-hmm. and and I was just flying up and, and it didn't it's even like hurt. six, seven percent. Yeah. And yeah. I, it yeah. was I, w- I hit a peak and, you know, mm-hmm. and mentally I've been racing. I felt, you know, battle ready and everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like uh, and it's a great feeling when the plan comes together. And and you got the fitness and you, you're making decisions. Oh, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. So. 
That happens like once in a lifetime. Jackson, you mentioned heart rate numbers um, this last weekend mm-hmm. and, and, and this last week, being able to hit those heart rate numbers. Are there any... What you know? What are those little tests you might put yourself through to to understand your preparedness level? I think um, putting myself through a race scenario like we had last week was really helpful to me to it know. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, it was helpful f- uh, to me or for me to know that like I can you know like one thing that you talked about was like we hit the peak of a climb and I kept going you you got out of the saddle yeah and and, and accelerated after that and, yeah and that broke my heart but no yeah I, yeah i'm joking no you know, definitely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it was i was like oh fuck i wish i could do that um but that like that's kind of situ- like that situation is exactly like is exactly the type of writer that i want to be i want to sure. be able to get up and still be able to like explode away um and seeing that i was capable of doing that was really helpful um okay. and also that I can recover quickly from that. Cause I remember when we took the 40 P test a couple weeks or a couple years ago that like, that was the thing that like, that I could do. I could hit it. I could like hit it hard and then recover quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I was able to see. So just having a, it, like an intense scenario where you are able to mentally take it as an intense scenario. Um, I thought was really helpful. Cause when we, when we ride in the, when we do our group rides, like it's different, you know, it's not, it's not, a race mm-hmm. necessarily so chit chat yeah. yeah yeah um what was I gonna say uh yeah I need to work on mental no um <laughs> there are there are a lot of those those physical <coughs> testing moments that you know I I have never been a numbers guy like you have Paul I mean I've, I've a lot of times I would go out Strava has been a huge thing you know and all these 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 advancements in terms of of data you can receive where you can go out now that you know we spent you know a a fairly what i consider an affordable amount on on those asiomia power pedals to be able to have that information is unbelievable to be able to start just within the last year that i've had them to be able to start going okay up a specific climb i've hit these numbers up uh, you know in heart and power um to see strava numbers to be able to do those types of things just to be able to measure that data has been unbelievable that we're we collectively as reasonable affordability um have been able to achieve these things and that it just it it blows my mind because i remember you know it always had to be some sort of a race-based confidence that you had to come up with. You had to race mm-hmm. in order to know how you were comparing against other people. But now, you know, you you kind of don't. You can go out there. You can you can say I sustained 380 watts for whatever amount of time, and I my heart rate was at whatever it was. And my whoop score was, you know, and I, I, it's just, it's unbelievable what we have access to right now. Um, but, but, uh, but talk to me about mental preparation. Um, I have, I have be, I am not the same person I was in my twenties. I deal with, with mental doubt demons on a consistent basis. Um, so at some point in time, my throughout my youth, I was confident, cocky, on the ass on the bike asshole. But then 
I got my ass handed to me several times and I have become the most insecure person ever to straddle a top two, probably. And I make up for that in joking and volume and stuff like that. So I'm exposing my soul to you. You started a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, this is what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, um, I deal with mental de- demons all the time. I, I will show up at the race next weekend kind of jokingly. I'll probably say to you guys that I'm going to get my ass kicked. It's next weekend. Yeah. Yeah, a week from, from yeah. the Saturday. Yeah. Wow, time moves weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will go to that and um, I will have a couple excuses in my back pocket. I will. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to, but I will. Do any of you guys do that, and or do they do they try to bubble up from the surface? And if they do, how do you tell them to fuck off and and beat them down like the <laughs> devils they are? Um, yeah, I, it's been really weird. Um, my competitive, you know, foray into cycling. because yeah. um, when it was soccer, I was always self doubting, didn't know if I was doing the right thing or if I was good really? enough all the time. Um, and then. I came into this and it's like, I have, I'm the most confident person I've ever been. It's really, it's, it's strange. Um, I like when I show up to a race, I have this mentality, like I'm going to win and I deserve it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really strange. I've never been this way. I've never been this way before. Yeah. And I think, see, now you don't, here's my demon coming up. You don't, you're not afraid of losing that. That's that popped into my head. Is that what happened to you though? Did all of a sudden you lose and you went like, wait a minute, that's not supposed to happen? Yeah. And that's what created that? Well, it happened because I stepped away from the sport for uh-huh. an extended amount mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. And we, we came, it's a long road back. Fuck, it's a yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry. Oh, sorry. no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, see, I've I've never formally won. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I just put that confidence on myself because like... That's a good point. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what it is. And when I show up to things, I usually um, like put effort into trying to act casually, even though on the inside I like I am competitively like locked in. I don't know what it is. It's the first time I've ever been like as competitive as I am, like with with a sport. I remember with soccer, it was like, God, I can't wait for the game to be over. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But now it's like I can't wait. I can't wait for the race because I want to show off. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Wow. It's really weird for me. I've never been like that with anything. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh Paul, what what do you do you do the mental demons appear? Um I think early on I did, you know. Um Yeah, I, I definitely had had those demons early on. Uh and and it, I don't I can't even pinpoint the point where I don't I, each race I take as an individual take away what I've learned, what I did right, I don't really focus on. I kind of keep it in my memory. That's what you need to do in this situation. But focus on what could I have done differently. Um, like I I was never a, a prolific winner by any means. Um, and I did a lot of work for other people. Sure. Uh, which I I got great joy out of that. But I think cycling, especially road cycling, the environment or the, the – yeah – kind of the culture is all about you know making excuses everybody has to be good Mm -hmm. it's a it's the biggest negative i have about the sport that i cherish and love is that everybody has an excuse yeah um miguel uh 
Lopez. Miguel Super, Angel Lopez. Yeah, yeah, Angel yeah, Lopez. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, he's just not feeling it. You know, I'm sure he probably has something wrong, but, you know, there's – that's like – I mean, you got a long week to go. I mean, three more weeks to go almost, yeah. you know. And, and I think if you're not feeling it, you don't. And I think the sport is brutal because the culture is – if you're not on top, then, you know, then people start mocking you. Yeah. And what happened yeah. to you? And and it's happened oh, to me. Yeah. I've had people mock me. too. Me, you yeah. know, and it's like, but for me, I turn it around. It's like, I'm going to make that person suffer next time. I'm not going to say anything and be passive aggressive. Yeah, okay. That's how I deal with it. So, um, and sometimes I don't get to give it back. I go to, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, in, I'm, I'm at the point and I'm just bearing my soul to you, the listening audience. Um, <laughs> I, I start every race talking myself into doing it i'm now at the point where i'm like if somebody told me i couldn't race i would be like oh shit okay (laughs) seriously i'm at that point because i i and i don't think it's a fear of failure i know it's not a fear of failure Mm -hmm. i don't think it is um you know insecurity i don't know what it is but i you know part of my there's there's that demon in the back of my head who's going pat you don't you don't have to do this you know if you don't want to it's okay you know uh it's it's such a weird thing mentally to deal with um last wednesday i was just like you know, you, I thought your bike wasn't going to work. And I immediately said, you can take my bike. And I was you like, notice how quickly I said, that? I was like, no way. Am I going to, Yeah, like, I was not going to let you do that. His front skewer. I thought I fucked up and didn't bring his front skewer because his bike is here. And I brought both bikes mm-hmm. and I thought I screwed up and didn't bring his front skewer. And I immediately went, take my bike, take it. And that's, that's that demon. That's mm-hmm. that part of me. It's such a weird <laughs> fucking thing. Um, have you guys ever psyched yourself out of a good performance mm-hmm. mentally? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How yeah. so? Well, I think sometimes, you know, you're talking about, you know, the idea of somebody says you can't race. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I had a period. Um, it was in the 90s, probably about, I think it was 92, 93. Um, my, my marriage my first wife was going crappy so there's always other things in your life can kind of affect that yeah and i found myself quitting more and more often okay and and i'll never forget you know i had an excuse for everything and uh the team that i was on had uh they traveled a lot they did like placid uh stage race um they did cascade when it was massive and they told me to give up my skin suit for another rider and i'm like wow Oh yeah, but I could see why because I wasn't going because I I don't have any results. I've quit like half the races that I was in. They had every right to do that, but then it's just like oh, that's that, that was yeah. It yeah, was it, it's a wake up call, you know. And it, it's like in my mind, I'm thinking, well, you know, shit, you know, this and this happened, or there was a yeah. crash and I got stuck, or you know, behind the pack, and so. But instead of trying to chase, I was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just roll Done. out of here. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to catch them anyway. But you don't get any better that way because you never know in a bike race what happens. It could be another crash. And then you get with another group. And pretty soon that group grows bigger. Yeah. And you catch. Yeah. I mean, that stuff happens. But I was willing to quit at any time. Yeah. So, I mean, after that was, a, what, I guess, surrendering that Great Harvest 
skin suit yeah. was like, here you go, giving it to somebody. I'm thinking, that's that was mine. Yeah, I soiled it. I've never soiled <laughs> it. I've never walked away from a bike race after after fart farting fighting it <laughs> farting it to start yeah, yeah jesus uh, sorry after, guys <laughs> i gotta get your, out of here there's your skin i'm gonna suit poke fucker. my pants yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i shit in it um no i've never walked away from a race after starting it unhappy though mm-hmm. like wednesday i was i was standing there it's not like going gun went off my brain switched immediately into that Go 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 go, and and uh, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird thing. Have you, Jackson? Have you ever psyched yourself out of out of a out of an event? I've never psyched myself out of starting an event, but I definitely have. Uh, I remember there was a like quite a few years ago at this point um, where I would like start a mountain bike race, and then I'd for some reason I just like stop. I'd usually like smack into a tree or like something <laughs> wrong. With, so like I guess there was like a legitimate reason for it. Yeah. But, yeah. I like I could have finished, um, but I just and I I just didn't. And I think that was a residual of what I used to uh, think of myself and how I used to like I was mentioning earlier. I used to have the confidence of, oh, God, I can't wait for the games to be over. Or yeah. I rem- like and that was a time before I really started taking this seriously that I was just like, oh, you know, this is fun. It doesn't really matter. Um, and then after a while, I remember like being really angry about it that I didn't do it because I knew I had more to give. And then mm-hmm. I think that's where a confidence kind of sparked in me is like, I know I always have more to give and I know that the more that I have to give is really strong. And so I somehow overcame that mental barrier of like, Oh, you aren't going to do well in this just because you're you. Um, and I guess now I kind of was able to turn it into what I have now, but I don't get me wrong. You know, I still, I'm still wondering about this race. Am I mm-hmm. going to do well? I, I asked my girlfriend, am I writing enough? Like, of course I'm writing enough. Or I, like she would know. <laughs> well, yeah. But like, also I said to her today, I was like, I mean, I could probably start the race right now and be just fine. Realistically. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it just, this is a weird sport mentally for it sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, but no, go ahead. Well, I was yeah. just going to say it, it, it definitely a mental I mean, you see some people that have unbelievable, you know, uh, numbers. Data is really good, but if they're not feeling it, like Tom Dumoulin, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you're you're just not going to perform. Yeah, and not saying he's not performing. I mean, he got third in that TT, mm-hmm. but I mean, he was devastated that he he thought for sure he was going to win that t- time trial. Mm-hmm. His numbers made it mm-hmm. like he was going to win. Yeah, and and the, when he was interviewed at the end of it, he goes. I don't have any answers. I have as many answers as you guys that are asking the questions. I have no answers to any of this. And I I think this is unique about the sport. You can be physically ready. If you're not mentally, you'll never get anywhere. And I've been in a situation where my physical standpoint is not that good, but my mental was there, you know, fighting and fighting and fighting, and everybody else quits. I'm thinking, I'm not the strongest guy and that happens in bike racing probably more than any sport. Mm, sure. Sometimes not the most talented or the yeah. best fit wins just because they were smart or if stubborn. If not Primoz Roglic, uh, uh, Tade Pogacar, uh, Tom Pidcock, would, uh, Matthew Vanderpool, mm-hmm. um, um, Wild Van Aert would mm-hmm. win everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that hasn't happened, and that doesn't happen. 
Um, Paul, you're a detail-oriented guy. You're the only guy, not the only guy, but um, you know who the writers are, what category they're in. It's, you just talked about that that Green Bluff race where you're mm-hmm. in a race and you look around and you know who's 40-plus, who's 50-plus, mm-hmm. who's these types of things. You know the details of the course. You know the percentage of the gradient. You know all this kind of stuff, which just blows me away uh, and, and in terms of my preparation I've never been that detail oriented but what do you do if if that if some or all of that information isn't available I have to go with whatever I do know I mean I research yeah. nowadays you know like even I looked at uh, the start list at um, our race coming in a week yeah. and a half and the guy who won the 50 plus at uh, Turtle Bloom drink Yeah, there it is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Is in a race. Okay. Uh oh. And I, I I've gone through a little bit. I've seen I mean he pretty much like like ruled the roost. Now oh, which that's just me. I mean, I'm doing a little research. See, that this is me what now. mentally. Oh, no. I'd rather go in. I'd rather go in naive, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, but see now you know how to react. Yeah. Now yeah. I know that I've got to watch this guy. Excuse yeah. me about yeah. ready to burp. Yeah. Um. But there's 40s, and I, I'm curious about. I think they're going to have different numbers. Like all our numbers will start with five. Okay. Or something like that. I, I think hope. that's God, the I number. Hope it's that simple. I hope so too. Yeah. Because they did not elect to use the. Uh, WSBA numbers, and I think that's why, because it's a state championship, and if you're running different categories, you need different numbers to sure. know who's with what. But God, I don't think I heard cross. those. <clears throat> why didn't I get those this year? Oh well. well. Have you done a WSBA race yet? No, but we don't, will. Don't, we don't will. they come in the mail? You have to. You have to purchase it. I thought I yeah, but I thought I purchased it and it came in the mail. Huh. Oh well, anyway. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that Fuckers. that stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that. Uh, Scooter was the same same type of person. Yeah, very much so. And that's yeah. why, to me, it's like doing the race, being there. I mean, I've got a huge advantage, no matter if it's my lack of fitness or, or battle-ready mind. I know that course really well. I've raced on it many times. Sure. And then also, you know, I know the wind direction. I know every little pothole now. And I'm going to ride it again, maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday. Then hopefully maybe I think we should probably hit it again. Mm-hmm. I was going to drive out there like tomorrow, but it's school day and that's, it starts oh, at the shit, high school. <laughs> so, school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, so, I'd be willing to ride. I'd be willing to drive out and do a lap this weekend. Yeah, sure. Do two laps. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. That would be the race. Yeah. So maybe this weekend that's what we should yeah. do. But do that. I mean, just know that, you know, think about everything. To me, it's like the downhill section. This is not a place to break away. There's a section in there, you know, where you, you drop down if you attack. You can see like a mile and a half. You don't – that's not what you want. Mm-hmm. There's times to – You ever to, thought to, about coaching? And I don't mean that as a no, joke. That's no. not a joke. No. That's like fucking – Well, I mean, to me, this is a, p- a fun part of – that's why I race. Is yeah. It's – that's what I like to do. I, I'd like to implement it on myself and, and those of my teammates. I don't want to share it with anybody yeah. else. And I just did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that in all of them. So yeah, yeah, keep yeah. some keep some in the, in yeah. the back pocket with my excuses. Uh, Jackson, you're entering into some blind corners, so to speak. How, how do you prepare for something you're not entirely sure about? Um, I listen, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, Paul, talk about a lot of this stuff, um, I... I do listen. I remember a lot of the things that we did that when we have already ridden the course, Mm -hmm. I remember a lot of the advice that I was already given. Um, So that's really good. I also, um, like I mentioned earlier, I think I'm thinking more when I'm on my bike now rather than I was last year. Mm -hmm. I think last year was just I'm stronger than everybody else Mm -hmm. or I'm as strong as like the top guys. I can just power away. Um, And this year I, I know that I'm strong, but I also have to use that strength uh in like sparingly and in a smart way and so i think just really being locked in um is something that i'm gonna just try and keep with me because like you said there's not not a lot i know about what's going on so just i like i said earlier i also know some of the riders and knowing how some of them ride i can kind of plan my um efforts accordingly are you rolling off of a hope that the you know the riders but they don't know you no, I no? now I now know that they know somewhat okay. of what um, of what I can do, but I also know that I am still fairly new, mm-hmm. um, and they might doesn't not help that I'm saying this right now. But. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, with I mean, even though I talk about it all the time, it's like not a lot of riders here have really raced against me, um, and so sure. I think that'll be on my side. But I know that some of them know what I can do. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how about intimidation, um, seeing other riders, knowing the course, the parkour, uh, the size of the event, um, how do you approach that, uh, in, in terms of, of, of figuring out, you know, a way to when you're looking around and your eyes are a little big, I, I don't know about you guys, but I tend to sometimes roll up to a start line and I look around and I'm, I'm, I mean, even a, even the, the the gravel fondo I did with the diva, you know, I was looking around at people and I was going, okay, that guy looks fat, that guy looks fast, that guy looks, you know, he's got a cool kit, you know, he's he's wearing his glasses, temples outside of his helmet strap, that that's something to look mm-hmm. forward to, um, and 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 or the size, the sheer size of the event, um, you know, you go to a major, uh, you know, Athens Twilight or something like that, you know, you're at a huge event, you know. The, things like that and things can get a little intimidating how do you deal with those types of uh, those types of challenges when you come up to an event and you see people or you know oh my god i'm riding up with somebody in a legion kit or something like Mm -hmm. that you know i jackson i remember we went uh, when you were just starting out we went to a race um you know small town race and there was there was a kid there 
you were a junior, and there was another kid there who was just fucking swole. He looked like Matt, Matthew Vanderpool. He mm-hmm. was a big dude, and I was like, okay, we got to watch that guy. And then he started warming up on his bike, and he turned his handlebars freakishly and just crashed out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe not. I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but those things, when you see somebody and that visual element of intimidation is there, how do you deal with it? Do you just blow it off? Do you just say, fuck it, I can beat anybody. I don't care if you're, you know, racing for the biggest team in the world. I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, I mean, um, for me at least, I think I have been, when I when I come to an event, and I, my girlfriend and I have talked about this before, that <laughs> I, I enter into a zone where it's like, I'm almost like, I'm, I'm difficult to have a conversation with. Because, like, before something, I get, like, like I do mentally prepare myself. Um, and I do think that is kind of like, I know I'm mentioning it a lot, but I, that happened a lot in soccer where yeah. everybody get really serious. I'm like, okay, it's time to get serious now. And so I think that's kind of like. You would just do that to follow? Yeah, I do that okay. to follow. Okay. And now it's just almost like a habit. Okay. Where it's like, before Wednesday, before Wednesday night, I mean, I, I remember I was a little talkative. But, like, mm-hmm. I also remember being, like, before I was just, like, I only was thinking about what I was going to do. Um, and it's just a way that I am. So like when I roll up to a start line and there's somebody probably way faster than I am, it's like, I don't know if I really even think about it because I, I try and use the intimidation factor a little bit. If I seem serious, maybe it might intimidate another person, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just that I'm constantly like before something, I'm just in it and there's nothing else around me. Huh? Mm -hmm. I noticed that, you know, like when we were at the start of that line, we were standing next to each other at the start line and everyone's like oh these guys are serious I'm like oh you fucking joking and a guy immediately came out and asked me my age group I don't know if it's because he wanted me to move Mm. back because I was old (laughs) but but you know it was immediately that and I was going okay we're the intimidation factor right now yeah yeah Paul what do you do do when you when you when you line up against this person you know has one races in the region mm-hmm. uh, as close as a week ago is there an intimidation factor or is it or do you i don't i don't deduce that to take that away and make it a tactical yeah call? it does i mean it's it's not you know at this point when you race a lot you know what this person's strengths and weaknesses are and you try and play your strengths against their weakness that's the big chess game when you do local races it's yeah. a lot of fun mm-hmm. and i've always enjoyed bike racing that way but you know like i said i'm I'm in no man's land, and I don't I don't know this guy's particular age, but I know he's in our age group. Okay. Um, and he seemed to really clean up, which is another thing. So to keep my eye on him, um, you know, I just create scenarios. So what, what would I do in this situation? What if he goes on an early break? He goes with forty year olds. I've got to have, I've got to have him marked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what What if I can't stay with him? Well, this is an omnium. Do I want to go for a stage? Because this guy's going to go for it all because this is a part of a three-series stage race. Turtle Bloom drink. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. RC3 and then Walla Walla, which is on the first week mm-hmm. in June. So that's what he's after. Well, he's going to have a lock, right? He's going to have a lock after he wins. This. This, yeah. if he does. It would be fun for me. My incentive is to spoil that a little bit. I mean – Ideally, my goals out of it is is to win either the road race or the crit to get that state championship, which yeah. I've been desiring for thirty eight years or whatever. <laughs> so, but I mean, if I can't do that, 
if he goes off, I'm not going to chase this guy down. He's got – because let's think about this. He's – this is an omnium. So it doesn't matter if he beats me by 20 minutes or two yeah. seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his points. So then that shifts everything. So do it, where am I sitting after the time trial on the road? I mean, that's the type of stuff I'm thinking. So I don't try and let, especially at my age, I don't let anybody intimidate me. I always take in, like, I don't know that guy. And then I'll assess their bike, how clean it is, <laughs> um, that type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it, sometimes when you see, like, sewn up marks on the jerseys about halfway through the year, this guy crashes. <laughs> he, he's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you you just make these notes. Then it might have been, you know, somebody crashed in front of him, but I'll I'll watch the way he rides because he's got a little sewn up stitch, you know, part. I mean, those are the things I just try. So I I don't try and get intimidated. Okay. And even even if I, I don't know, even if I, in the early days, even when I was, you know, was plopped in with, with, you know, cat ones and stuff. Yeah. That you know their name and you're like, fuck. This is just all I'm thinking is just hang in as long as you can. Wouldn't that be cool if you were in a break with, you know, insert name here? Yeah, yeah. 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 Nate Reese or yeah. you know the, these type of people, but that never happened. I never even saw that. What'd you do? I just wrote on my brand new shirt. <laughs> <laughs> a nice go, shirt, by the way. Ain't going across my brand new yeah. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Nice shirt, by the way. You got a well, no, they're blurry. Uh, uh, um, is it? Yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, ever, ever had to fake it? Ever got to the point where it's like, oh, fuck, this isn't working? Either because of poor training, because of uh, being in the wrong place with the wrong people, because of poor food, fueling, things like that. Have you ever had to fake it? And if so, how have you dealt with it? Uh, I don't know if I have an answer for this because I don't know if I've had enough experiences. Um, I mean, I've bonked a billion times, mm-hmm. but it. You know, BWI, I don't have to fake it. Yeah, I think I think you can. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if you bonk, there's not much you can do. No. Yeah. You're, you're hanging in the back. I mean, you'd be a fool to try and, you know, pull the wool over anybody's eyes because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you do is hang in to the last. But, yeah. I mean, if you realize your fitness is not there, um, there's there's ways to fake your fitness a little bit. Give them a few scares here and there so that keeps – you don't want them to attack because you're going to get dropped. So you mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, show yeah. your face a little bit. and go, Oh, okay. Then we'll just, you know, you try and do that as long as you can. I don't think I've ever came out okay on that, but, you know, you yeah. take it as long as you can. How about the, the the moments when things go wrong in a race, like mechanicals and things like that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's very easy to lose your shit and mm-hmm. just fuck, panic and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's an answer other than just convince yourself to calm down. But um, is there anything other than convincing yourself to just calm down? I go ahead. Oh, I mean, uh, hell! Last week there was a point where I had to get off and walk, um, and like five or six people like went by me. Yeah. And the entire time, mentally, I was like, "I'll be fine." I was. I, I've never been in a road race where it's where I've had to deal with that. It's very different, obviously. If you blow a blow a tire, it's a little. Yeah. You got to get a wheel. Um, but like. Every time something like that happens, for me at least, I haven't had too many experiences, but it's like I just – it'll it'll be okay. I find mine comes with the uh, duration of the race. Yeah, I agree. For example, Belgian Waffle, I was in, I was in a bad fucking place, mm-hmm. and I thought this is it. And then it slowly just started getting okay. 
because I had that time mm-hmm. um, in a crit, you know, an hour crit or something like that. You know, when you if something goes wrong, you flat or something like that. I'm not going to lie. I get I get uptight. Um, I'm, I'm focused, but I'm uptight. I mm-hmm. get angry. Yeah, I think that's natural, though. I mean, it, I try and keep a, a level head, but your adrenaline's pumping for whatever reason. The times I've gone in the pit, not because I flatted on the ride, but it was crash-oriented, whether yeah. I had to get a new wheel or wait for the pack because I was held up from the crash. You know, it, it's everything scrambled. Now you have to resort everything because if you ever been got the free lap, and it doesn't feel like free. It feels like a penalty because once you're shoved out, yeah. They let you out on the back, and they usually so don't. So late. Oh, yeah. The and USA official is holding on yeah. for so long. Let, going, me let me go. go. Let me go. Let me go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It, yeah, it's not fun. But it's just a matter of just trying to gather that. But I think experience has a lot to do with that. The more times you've been in that situation, mm-hmm. like I've flatted and bridged back up and ended up getting third in a road race. Wow. Um, and it was a terrible wheel change and everything. Um, so, but – you know, still, it took me about two miles to bridge. Just learning to like, you don't grab it all at once. You know, just yeah. you got to see that progression, and and you know, especially if you know the race, what's coming up ahead, and you can judge too. Always keep in your mind when you're in the pack. There is a mentality. Every race is different. You can see who's some might be all, you know, full gas. It might be a couple of people are watching each other. I mean, there, there is a, a weird culture that happens inside the pack at every race and yeah. depends on different situations. Yeah. And so I think experience is the best thing that, that can actually cure that. It's just yeah. when it happens, just stay cool. And, you know, yeah. this is so applicable. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we do find ourselves pigeonholing ourselves into a, a road-based mentality. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking about a, a gravel race. I'm thinking about even a mountain bike race, you know, where you know your specific areas, where something's going to go well, where you're going to have your strength. Okay, I got to wait for the climb. Or I'm not really good on this single track tight section mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, whatever it may be. Um, having that that cool head and that confidence to even let somebody go ahead and say i can't i'm not going to hold you on this climb this is not my strength mm-hmm. but i am going to it, it, take advantage of the situations of the of the, of the course that work best for me mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but you know or maybe i can create some sort of a tactical situation as it goes and and i Improvisation is a part is a required part of bike racing. Huge, and being yeah. able mm-hmm. to, to just go okay, the game plan is gone. You know, how often does a race go to plan? Rarely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be able to think on your on mm-hmm. your on the way, and and make things happen. So yeah. Um. um how about uh, I think we talked about rituals and superstitions. Does anybody have a ritual or superstition? Even the, you know, like here we are, uh, you know, ten, twelve days out. Uh, do you have anything that you you know you have to do between now and race day? Even it could be a dinner the night before, or breakfast the morning of. Uh, you know, not looking at your whoop score. We talked about this one, Jackson, yeah. or something like that. Is there are there any type of specific rituals that you guys need to have happen? Um, I think. The only one I'm really probably going to focus on is uh, like the night before. I'll probably, you know, just chill out. But yeah. other than that, um, if this is not in my pocket if for the non <laughs> yeah. for the non visual viewers, if this yeah. chapstick is not in my right or middle pocket, it's not going to be a good day. Wow. Um, yeah. But uh, other than that, you know, show what? up, race hard. 
Yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking on the feed zone, you might want to have somebody there with the chapstick just in case you lose just it. Just in case you do. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're just chapstick. holding out. That would yeah. throw people yeah. off. Yeah. 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 Chapstick, what? Yeah. what? Have Jack what? Broadhead on yeah. the side of the road. Here's yeah. a chapstick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm thinking about next, you know, that that race weekend, um, the the that Saturday is my wedding anniversary. It's like my 29th wedding oh, anniversary. Uh, the road race and the TT. Yeah, and and but m- my wife looked at me today and she said, "Can we at least go out on Friday night?" And I'm like, "Absolutely, we can go out Friday." Get night. hammered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, okay, am I gonna have a glass of wine with dinner? Yeah, I'm probably. Gonna I have would. A glass of wine. Am I gonna have a whiskey beforehand? Yeah, I probably will. I'm, oh shit, when am I gonna stop? You know, it's just, do I have an alcoholic mentality? Maybe, um, but it's that you know, this. Going yeah. out to dinner, doing those types of things, you know. Yes, would I prefer to kind of chill and go to bed early? And yeah, but but also though, I do consider that a chill as well. You know, like yeah. you're you're you don't have to like Focus. throw back forty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. can you can yeah. still like have a good time, but also like have a water with dinner yeah. along with your other thing. You know? Yeah, and it might be a good thing. It keeps your mind off of sitting there thinking That's, and worrying, and you know, because yeah. I, I typically, if you, on road trips, you know, to a race, I sleep terrible at night that night because yeah. yeah. one is unfamiliar bed. You're thinking you're in a foreign place. You're mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out your strategy. You know, everything, this, the whole environment's just a Double, big triple checking your alarm. Yeah, this is where yeah. at home, you get to be with your wife. You get to do some fun things. Just be normal. Yeah. Um, just yeah. don't overdo it. Just think, you know. Do you have anything specific you have uh, to do? Me, not necessarily. I try and, you know, uh, try and get away from eating heavy, heavy foods. Yeah. But I haven't been very successful in the last couple of years. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I like rice and pasta and just trying to keep that and the glycogen stores up. And, sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nothing, nothing particular. It's going to be an interesting 10 days. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, I'm going in completely unknown. Yeah, I don't know what the yeah. fuck I'm going to do. Well, like I mentioned earlier, now that we have our Wednesday night and Thursday nights, yeah, I don't have to schedule a ride yeah. in the week anymore. But so. next yeah. week we don't do the Thursday night. You wouldn't do the Thursday night two days before the race, would you? I, I probably won't. It depends on how this Thursday goes. Yeah, yeah. you know. God, I wish I could go. I can't go. It's not Neener. fair. Fuck. So. uh there we go. Well, that's uh, let's uh, let's we're gonna we're gonna switch now to what we usually do. We're gonna close with the news brought to us by our friends at Ambassador Cycling, where you get fit to get fit, and Athletic Brewing, where you drink to stay fit, not drink to stay fat. Get check out these as well as all of our other friends of the show at packfiller.com. That was that was nice. Was that that was read? timing. That was nice. Yeah. It's almost like I, uh, I have a degree in broadcasting. Yeah. yeah hey, uh, let's catch up on the first week of the zero, shall we? First of all, am I the only one who's extremely confused about a Friday start and a Monday off? They went Friday, Saturday. What? What? I know. I got home yesterday. I was like, ah, oh, gotta watch stage today. Yeah. Then I went on GCN. Nope. No. Nothing. It's a UCI rule. If you. If you have like a big travel day where you have to do a flight, there has to be a okay. rest day. Okay. So um, there'll be three rest days in this yeah. journal. But let's let's go to that. I mean, and I don't want to get overly political. The th- anybody have any thoughts on that start in Hungary, a country dealing with multiple political issues? 
Um, the race organizers have been dodging questions about LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus safety at the race's start. Um, recent legislation deeply restricted the rights of, of LGBTQ people, um, including the refusal to recognize gay marriage or allow people to legalize, legally change their gender. Um, Hungary's prime minister is also a staunch supporter of Vladimir Putin. Um, and he's referred to Russia's invasions of Ukraine as merely, quote, aggression instead of war. Um, a lot of pissed off people about that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, does anybody, did, does bike racing need to take some of these issues to heart? Or is uh, sporting just basically corrupt and all about money? I mean, I think everybody knows that it's pretty much corrupt and about money. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, that's no surprise. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it could be incredibly ignorant of me. But I also, I just, I personally um, took it as more of a bike race rather than anything political when watching. Um, and like I said, that could be ignorant of me all, all in all. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of was in the same boat. Yeah, um, yeah. But I just, I wanted to watch. And that's what I think I also use sport as is a place to escape from a lot of that. Yeah. So I don't know if I personally looked at it as that. But now that I know... There's a lot that's rough. It's bullshit. Yeah. It is a little bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, before the war broke out, um, Hungary's already picked. But mm -hmm. there's there's other issues, the obviously. That yeah. At least the war issue. You know, that was already done and dusted, you know, that they were going to go there. But COVID didn't allow it. So um, there's – I'm going to plug – if anybody's interested, I just – it's called – well, it's a cycling podcast, mm -hmm. and they did a kilometer zero, and it's about this very topic, which they, they're they in the, the middle of it all. Uh, one of the things that the word that was used was sports washing. That's a great way. To, yeah. And yeah. and the it's not just cycling. I look at FIFA, show, where the World Cup, yeah. like it's at a stupid, dumbest place in the world, yeah. and in it's going to be in November yeah. Yeah. because it's too hot, mm -hmm. and and what why talking about civil rights you know problems absolutely you know, yeah. and, and yeah. It, yeah. it is about an all sport and olympics are the same way mm -hmm. ioc well, the is, olympics have been insane for yeah. the last several times yeah and so it you know cycling i guess i'm just being on their being their champion they're not the only ones guilty of this no mm -mm. so um yeah it's just sometimes you just like ah, I just want to watch a bike race and I wish the politics and I understand why the politics are involved because yeah. this is how like you Jackson you're the one that said it I, I'm just watching I, I didn't realize this is part of their game mm -hmm. Yeah, that the government get in I think is the the leader of uh, Hungary's Obane or Oban or any anyway yeah. um, you know he's notorious for doing this this type of stuff to make himself look good and so he's <clears throat> but yeah, if you're interested, listen to that podcast, Cycling Podcast. It's yeah. called Kilometer Zero. It came out yesterday or today. But, yeah, it, it's like every time I started listening, it's like it's very interesting to me, and I don't want to be unplugged, but it's like, God, it's like letting the air out of a balloon. Yeah, yeah, you know, It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, God dang it. It's frustrating. Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, especially when. And, and I've been to Hungary, and I love that country. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, and the, and the people are great, Um, you know, and I – once I heard that, it's like, well, shit. You know, mm -hmm. what am I supposed? To, 
you know, the people are good. They got yeah. a bad dictator. We've just, had bad presidents, yeah. you know? I'm tired <laughs> so. of the assholes ruining it for the rest of us, to be honest. I'm yeah, just, no? I'm so fucking tired of the assholes ruining it for the rest of us. The vocal assholes who just, you know, God damn it, let's just all live, please. Yeah. Can we all just live our own lives? I don't give a flying fuck what you do. But just don't make me do it, too. It's just, I don't get it. Well, I here's here's it. an issue. Let me ask you guys. Are you guys in favor of having the tour of uh, Italy and the tour de France or Spain all starting in a different location outside of their country? I, I've always thought that was a little fucked, to be honest. And that's been going down back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. It's not a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it is kind of dumb. I guess if you call it the tour de France or the tour of the Italy. Giro de yeah, t- yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really. I don't know if it makes sense to me to start it in in another place because then technically it's not the tour of X country. Yeah, you know because no, it's, yeah, it's I agree. Tour of X country, but also Y country as mm-hmm. well. It just yeah. Mm. Well, and I and I'll be the devil's advocate. The only good thing is you look when it started when the Tour de France started in in England in New Yorkshire. Man, that turned that country around. They mm-hmm. they are rabid about cycling and you look what the world's did and and so that's good for cycling i like that part and and hungary is not a cycling country mm-hmm. by any means but the, the line of the roads and stuff mm-hmm. those people were and like i like i said i i didn't really get to know a lot of people but everybody i came across hungarians i thought they were great warm you know yeah people so why punish the people or our sport because of some dickhead that's leading the country? Yeah. But then, where do you draw the line? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. You know, it's yeah. Why do you? You know, why do mm-hmm. we? It, it's the war is is Vladimir Putin. Why do we punish? Well, because we have to. Yeah, you know, I we mean, we have to yeah. because because <clears throat> we can't punish Vladimir Putin. We have mm-hmm. to punish the country as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I don't want. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to bike racing. How about the racing itself? First of all, um, you know, I, I just I'm going to throw out a bunch of topics here. Matthew Vanderpool taking that brutal uphill finish where Caleb Ewan had what we could all classify as like a, a human moment. It seemed like a brain fart. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like a so fucking exhausted that he just went, oh, shit, I hit the front wheel in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Cavendish showing us that age doesn't mean shit. Um and, you know, and, and I, with that same topic, I'm going to throw out those two to start um, because there's there's a lot of, you know, naysayers on the Internet saying that there are that the Giro Sprint quality isn't as high as a Tour de France that, you know, well, of course, Mark won. He's not springing against the best in the world. <laughs> and it's like, God damn it. Anybody with a keyboard can just be a. Yeah. Cock. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, I'll start there. You know, the, the, that first stage, um, in, in those first stages in terms of Matthew Vanderpool, um, Mark Cavendish, you know, and, and his sprinting abilities. Anybody have anything right out of there? Um, I guess I have a couple things. Uh, first, I think that it was really cool to see Vanderpool uh, now show his prowess in not one but two grand tours i think it was really cool to see him kind of don the jersey uh, for both um also i said this to you dad over the weekend that um i think we are now seeing that biniam germai is not just a one-time gent wevelgem or gent wevelgem winner he is like Pretty big deal, mm-hmm. and he's not going to stay on. Well, I yes, guess he is yeah. now. Yeah, he signed a big contract. He did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh. So he'll, 2005. Yeah, uh, but 25. Yeah. Oh, so thank he'll. God. He's he's going to be a big 
contender, I think, yeah. for whether it be classics or maybe a sprint jersey, mm-hmm. like a yeah. Chiclamino or a green. Um, I think he's really impressive. Um, and then I will, I will say it. I think this is the first time that I've been impressed with current Mark Cavendish. Because... Yeah. More like Michael Morcow, as we've we, and you've had him on the show. Yeah, let everybody know. Um, yeah, 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 great guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was the first imperfect lead out I've seen come out of him, where he dro- he dropped him off early, three hundred out. Yeah, pretty early for a Mark Cavendish yeah. sprint. I yeah. found, and um, I was the internet was a buzz saying it was perfect, which is funny though too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was a good lead out. I, I, th- I think. Yeah. I, I think what it was, but is that's a long way out for a guy like Cavendish. I don't yeah, think Cavendish I mean, wanted to go, but his experience, you could see, look, look over, and who made the move? It was Vanderpool. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had to go. Yeah, and that's I'm sure Markow was going, going, no, no, too early. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but he was hitting 45 miles an hour. You can't. How do you get around the? Here's one that on that particular sprint. Um, is there a top end beyond 45 miles? An I hour? don't know, but yeah. Caleb. Watch the, uh, was it, uh, oh gosh, it must have been um, after the stage today in the Juro. Was there, no, there, yeah, there was a yeah. stage today. That's mm-hmm. right. Climb, yeah. Yeah. So um, Adam Blythe and, and Caleb, you, uh, not Caleb, but um, uh, Robbie McEwen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Break down that sprint. And inside great 800 inside meters. Too. Oh, yeah. And their drawing is like yeah. Caleb Ewing's way. Lotto blew it big time. Yeah. And, um, you know, Quick Step knew they had to get into that roundabout in first. That's exactly what they did. Um, they kind of burned a couple of matches mm-hmm. to get there, but they had to do in order to get that position. Uh, but Caleb came from freaking nowhere and got fourth. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, he would – but at 45 miles an hour, he wasn't gaining anything. So I think he's got the motor. He does. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting tomorrow being Wednesday – what happens but we um, look at the when we look at the the parkour of the remaining two and a half weeks um there are not a lot of sprint opportunities no there's basically one mm-hmm. you know there are breakaways yeah yeah a lot of breakaway opportunities there's basically one more um what do we see from, we know caleb ewan is is very likely going to call it a day very uh-huh. soon Mm-hmm. Um, should Cav do the same thing, or should Cav just stick it through? Uh, you know, is it because we keep running into this: who's going to be the sprinter on Quick Step for the tour? Now, with Alaphilippe out, maybe there are two sprinters that go to the tour. But you know, what what would Cav's best shot currently be? Where would you, if you were Mark Cavendish's race, you know, manager? What would you what would you tell him to do? I think. First of all, I think that the tour team, the the Tour de France team for is, Quick Step is probably already decided. Jakobsen. Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be Jakobsen because, and I don't think they're going to bring Mark Cavendish. And this is my theory. So I think that because Wout has announced that he is going to go for Green Jersey this year, I think they go, oh, like he's one of the best riders in the world. He can win on a mountain mountaintop yeah. or he can win like a Von two stage. That which, consistency is going to be there. Exactly. Very much a page out of Peter yeah. Sagan's book. And I was just about to say, yeah. he doesn't yeah. have to win everything, but he will always be up there in a sprint stage. Yeah. And if quick step wants the Jersey, they got to bring uh, Fabio. Is it Jakobsen? Yeah. yeah. They have to bring him because he's probably going to last longer over the three weeks. He's going to make it over the mountains. Yeah. A lot of that stuff that Cav was, as we saw last year on the verge of not making it. And I, 
think if that wasn't decided, if I was Cav, I'd drop out tomorrow. The yeah. day after tomorrow, I would drop from the two, uh, from the zero yeah. if it wasn't decided. But knowing that it's already in pen down, I it has to be. Paul, I don't know. I think if they're going to be playing it. I mean, Patrick Lefebvre, obviously. I think he can wait to the last minute can to make be that a decision. Bit unpredictable. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether he has it in his mind or not, but he's not going to announce it. So, yeah. I mean, because uh, Jakobsen is going to tour Hungary, he could crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Um, yeah. So you know what? There's so many things that could happen between here and the tour. I think for Cavendish, if there's a potential, uh, this is how I would play it. Uh, I would keep Cavendish as long as he could. Um, but not sacrifice too much of the team to keep him inside the the time limit. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and let him go when he you know he has to. You know, kind of like on Titanic. You know, so <laughs> Jack could have fit on that. the fucking bench, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that that's probably how I would play it. You know, because you never know what's somebody could get sick. You know how the sickness is running rampant. Yeah, there is yeah. a lot on the plate here. Um. So, yeah, I I think that he should go as far as he could. It'd be good training before the tour. Yeah, I yeah, mean, would keep him in top form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, you don't want him to go too deep. And if you're going to use him, pull him up for the tour, then he's like, I need another week. You know, yeah. because the sprints start right off the bat when the tour starts too. So, is this still a race for uh, Carapaz to lose? Mm-hmm. In your opinion. From what you've seen, I, well, you know, days. I picked Sean. I, I almost did it again. Simon, Simon Yates. Yates, yeah. Simon, Simon Yates, Yates. Simon Yates showed he's there to win. He's there. Yeah. Now there's only one more time trial, and it's seventeen. Who would have predicked that? Other than Sean Kelly. Sean yeah. Kelly picked yeah. that. I, no. When he, he made his prediction, I'm like going, "Really? Yeah." And then when he won, it's like, "Holy cow!" Against, look yeah. who they beat. We beat. Yeah. The last TT, the last stage, is the the only remaining time. Trial. Yeah, and it's yeah. short. Yeah, seventeen k. But if he's close to Carapaz, yeah. right, he, he's going to put some time in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've done, did you hear his interview at the end of that time trial? Simon? Simon's, yeah. Huh. So he, he worked with Giant. They're really happy with Giant and, and uh, Kadex. And so all those guys were. There you go, Diva. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Those, they've been working with that team, and they're, like, totally ecstatic. So to them, it wasn't a surprise. He had a $2,000 skin suit. Holy. It was specially made. Talk about March and that bike. Ready? Wait for it. Rim brakes. Wait, <laughs> that's me. What? Yeah. <clears throat> so that bike was designed to be, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's one of those things that they were. They wanted that. I think they knew that was a very important part, and he mm-hmm. really opened it up. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, crashed today, going up. Mount Etna, but he was in that group. Yeah, um, he made sure that there wasn't any time, so mm-hmm. he gives him some time to heal up until the next stage. Nine is going to be a big. Yeah, that'll be a big one. So, yeah. anyway, there's my rant. <laughs> we each uh, had one. <laughs> well, and, well, it was rim breaks, disc yeah. break things, and, yeah, and we're and we're dealing that. with some <clears throat> very very bad news for Astana and for <laughs> and for Yumbo Visma, both uh, mm-hmm. who have had horrible days, you mm-hmm. know, with Miguel Angel Lopez um a, I claiming it was some sort of a knee or hamstring issue, I think it was. I heard hip, knee, oh, hip, muscle, okay. I yeah. heard muscle, so there's Vincenzo Nibali um getting popped um to, uh, for Yumbo Visma, we had Tom Dumoulin obviously not making it to the mm-hmm. top of the climb with the with the front group. Um is there anything left for those squads? 
Yumbo Visma, they know brought their B team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and Ouch. so <laughs> I know that's, that's harsh, but, <laughs> but I, I don't think that I think we've seen, which is harsh. It's hard for me to say, but I think we've seen the best of Tom Dumoulin, mm-hmm. um, which like I said, that's hard. Um, but if, I mean, if they wanted to win, they would have brought Roglic. They would have brought wild. They would have brought Robert Hastings, Sepp Kuss, all those different writers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not, unfortunately very surprised about that and then astana did we really i guess this is also going to sound bad did we really think that they were going to win i like rooting against astana i've always liked Mm -hmm. rooting against them lopez Uh, has had you know fairly decent success mm -hmm. with mishaps you know at the Giro. i mean but this is this is a Giro that there's only like two climbs are over 2,000 meters so around 6,600 feet Mm -hmm. um you know that's where they the South Americans reign. So yeah. and it's one of the hilliest. I mean elevation gains, but they're not going into altitude. Yeah, yeah. So, you know that that's it's a one of those things. That's it's a different, a different game. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a different thing. Um, so yeah, it, I think I think uh, that Carapaz is gonna some work to cut out for him. I really do, and I think that uh, Astana really was putting a lot on that and I think um and Nibili is is going to go for stages I think that's all they could do mm-hmm. and that's all uh, uh Yumbo Visma is going to do if so. you were an Ineos director and I'm going to say his name silently very quietly so I don't jinx it huh would uh, I know you it. conserve Richie Port would you be safe he had Richie a good time Port? trial mm-hmm. and he was up at the front of the climb today mm-hmm. it, it might be a double barrel type mm-hmm. experience to see I'd who, be holding him in the reserves yeah it's the ninth stage remember number nine's not okay. good for him so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's crashes. True. oh yeah. no and that's, that's decisive true. stage so yeah <laughs> they probably know this i'm just yeah. saying okay I'm, yeah i I, th- I think it's a really good idea to uh save him but also for carapaz to sit behind him yeah um except uh on stage nine he needs to sit behind civikov instead he needs to pad up Yep. Yeah. 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 Roll cage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's that's what I think I would use Richie for is that final domestique. Um, if only if Carapaz is sitting well. This is it. This is Richie's last mm-hmm. hurrah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, did you did you watch the stage, you guys, today? Today, yeah. Today's stage. I couldn't rewind, so I didn't get the whole. I got the like the when last when they're going 30K. up the hill. That's all. Yeah. 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 You know. So. It, Going up there, there was, you know, they pulled the typical Ineos uh, mm-hmm. Grenadier train. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, Carapaz disappeared. He fell back and it's like, you know. And, I and was then, screaming at my computer going, save Richie. <laughs> Don't use him. Yeah. Because I was like, but he's all you got left. All yeah. of a sudden, he, he came back yeah. up, though. Yeah. And to me, it's like something was going on, whether he's gauging, because he, he was just like, all of a sudden, he, he was back. In the, so he, I think he's Eyeing doing the well. Field. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. it, whether he had to get like a gel, one of those true patrons, or maybe he had you know, had yeah. to take mm-hmm. a pee. Yeah. I don't know. Something happened. Switch to a rim brake bike. Yeah. Well, yeah. he he didn't. He got his gold paint taken off because of weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now he just got to grab the rim brake. All right, my my last <laughs> question about the Giro. Give a letter grade to Alpacins and EF Easy Posts. Zero specific kits. Okay. Well, Should we go with Jackson first? Jackson's the fashionista. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we're going with Jackson first. Um, I'm going to give an, honestly, an A to both of them. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. The uh, Alpacin Fenix uh, kit is probably my favorite color right now. Yeah, I love too. that color. I hated it at first. Oh, I well, liked it, it took, from get go. It took yeah. me. It took me about uh, you know a day or two looking it's at it. A little bit paler than what you have on right now. Yeah, yeah it's a little bit greener for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah, it's crossed between the wall and your yeah. sweatshirt. Yeah. I heard somebody describe it as the color of cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's so cool, especially with their bikes. If I could ride oh, one of those, those bikes, bikes oh, are yeah. good I would ride yeah. They look bike. good. Yeah, they, do. they look really yeah. nice. Yeah. And also, I appreciate the EF jersey um, because I I don't know. I like it when they do that, when they turn like their jerseys to black. Because mm-hmm. like last year's Zero kit. It was cool. Oh, that was like the coolest kit I've yeah, ever I seen. So. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm a big fan of it. This, okay. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Paul, you, yeah, I, are you? definitely a for, for, yeah. uh, Alpacin. And I think a B cause last year's, um, kit for EF was, was better. I think. Yeah. And there's so, no freaking ducks on it this year. So I'm <laughs> give it a better grade. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to go, I'm, I am now actually after I watched today's stage cause there was an Alpacin rider off the front uh-huh. of the climb for a long time. And I looked and I went, that looks really good. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about flash, no. you know, cause that's what we've mm-hmm. been for so long. Yeah. Just, Pow. And then EFs. Um, I think, have you ever been on a really long bus trip? And some kid throws up. No, the oh, chairs, okay. the ch- the oh, furniture yeah. Yeah. in <laughs> a bus t- yeah. is, is what tour it looks buses, like. Yep, they kind of look like a tour like bus. That. Yeah, and, or the Portland rug, uh, you know, at the airport yeah. or something like that. And part PDX, of me is like going, yep. uh, I don't know if I like it. I did it first. It's kind of funny with Alpacin, I didn't at first, but now I do. And with EF, I did it first, but now I'm kind of like, eh. but I don't, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I I love EFs. Uh, Easy Post or whatever their their you know their their sub sponsors been, I love the the creativity and the ingenuity that they put into their kit design. I think it's fun. I think they throw shit on the even even as far back as the Argyle kits. Yeah, um, they've always just kind of said fuck tradition, and I mm-hmm. love that. I think that's cool. And that you know I'm a, I'm a guy who loved uh, Lobby Claire. It's on my fucking keychain. You know that was a completely different style and a different look, and I think that's fun. You know, that's what people that they becomes iconic in that way. So I think it's yeah. fun. So um any any major anybody want to throw out a major what prediction between now and the end of uh, the next show with with our next week of the zero? I think Yates is gonna blow it. Hell, Jackson, I always say you it. always think Yates is yeah. gonna blow it. I think it'll end up being a battle between Almeida and um and Carapaz. Okay. Yeah. I think Yates is going to win it. I think he's I banked a lot. And I heard an interview with him and, and Matt White. They're like, he, yeah. he's not coming back no matter the, the outcome. Yeah. And I, 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 maybe not if he won, I'm sure he'd represent well. But yeah. after his embarrassment when Froome just, I mean, you know, yeah. he's he won, what, four stages, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. within two weeks. And then all of a sudden, kaboom. Yeah. I think they're playing it smart. And I think this is their target for him so i agree i agree and i'm also saying that to my fellow co-hosts of the feed zone on on velocast not Vel- oops on on cycling legends that's yeah um just they all thought i was on crack when i said Sunday so that's eight. coming out thursday so they can all they can all no it was last week last week How yeah come i didn't it was get last it? thursday i'm pretty sure yeah it was on the premium feed I know. I got the premium. Oh, feed. Yeah, it, was on, it. it was on the last one. And they all, when they all, I said Simon Yates, they all went, huh. 
bollocks, rubbish, whatever those fucking. <laughs> it must be buried. Say. They must have had. Yeah. I bet you John put something on top yeah, of he that. Does, so. He does. He buries yeah. this because yeah. you know, we all recommend like cleaning products and shit like that at a certain <laughs> part of the show. So, so there we go. Well, um, there we go. That 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 takes us to an hour and thirty two minutes, and that takes us into another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. When we talk to you next, we will be all paranoid about racing our bikes within a very short amount of time, and we will see if any of us gets any proper preparation paul has time off so he's going to jackson you will probably i'm fucked this is show week so i'm screwed and i'm i'm the demons are already bubbling up well we'll make an effort to do drive out there and yeah do two laps yeah i've got time during the day so mm-hmm. so we can do that so everybody else uh, pick put something on your calendar uh, you know I, I i i've been talking to a lot of people about this lately and even if even if you do deal with those horrific psychosis demons like i'm dealing with um put something on your calendar and just go go try it go do it it's the best way to motivate yourself to get out and ride your bike and enjoy it and um even, even if you don't have delusions of grandeur um, just just sign up for something that's mm-hmm. fun yeah and if you want to hey plug um sign up for the uh sign up for the 24 hours of riverside which is a race i'm heavily involved with and it's happening here in here in spokangelis so there we go there we go anybody got anything else like no. subscribe be sure and uh, uh to check out packfiller.com that's where we've got all our fun stuff and um i'm talking to people about changing the website so hmm. gonna be some big changes coming wow. soon. there we go right. yeah who'd have thought right mm-hmm. see you next week planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 